what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack a Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a man who can't eat medium spiced salsa. That's me. I'm Chuck P. And with me is the man who has his own canal, Danima. Dan, what are we going to do? I, I don't even know. Basketball, Harold Minor, whatever. It doesn't even matter anymore. Wow. You Damn. you seem like you're in a good mood. This is going well. Um, Behind the MacBook, we have the king of the Castanets, Gyro. It's nice to be here. Is I'm, it? Is it I'm nice? Glad you showed up. Is it nice to be anywhere sorry, today? Dan, I'm sorry. What? I don't understand. Just because it hailed today doesn't mean it's a bad day. It is a bad day. It's two bad days in a row, followed by one terrible, horrible Monday. Let's Look, just we're just okay. Well, all right. I elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. Dan is upset because he's a big UNC fan. And, and my whole life got crashed down and then ripped my heart out of my chest. And then a miniature person in a miniature car drove over it backwards and forwards. And then they got out of the car and they stomped on it. And then the guy that plays the mountain in Game of Thrones came in and just stabbed it in the heart with his giant sword. And then everybody was just super excited about it. <laughs> That's why. Wow, Dan. Just, That's okay. why. I'm, I think that sounds like overkill, but I'm not sure. Whatever. Let's just we, no, 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 no. A rally, a rally. We need to get you in a good talk. mood. Let's Look, talk. All right. Let's, let's talk think hoops. positives. No, let's think positives on this UNC game. First off, um, Marcus Page may have made one of the most amazing shots in NCAA history. But, now, but no but one will ever remember it. No one will remember it. No one will so ever it know does that it exists. Not matter. So it's irrelevant. Um, hey, but you know what? We're not here. Here, you know, rallying a little bit. We're not here to talk about. UNC basketball loss. You're right. We are here to talk about the other thing that happened on Monday, my birthday. That's right. I turned 23. Big day for you. I'm super old or something. Glad you made it. Yeah. Well, honestly, we wouldn't be here if you wouldn't have made it. That's true. I for us, there were a lot of people uh, who thought I wasn't going to make it this far, and to all of them, I say, good one. Yeah. Nice try. Happy birthday. Live on air. Oh my gosh. Hack a chat. Happy birthday. Wow. Oh, that's actually Dover's first time saying that to me because he's a jerk and he hates me for some reason. Very busy week, Chad. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got you presents or something. I don't know. You know what would be a really nice present uh, is talking hoops. Let's do it. Doing my favorite thing. Jump right into it. Talking about basketball games. So, without any further ado. And here we go. Let's get to our favorite lines of the NBA week. Cousins, Boogie Cousins, Boogie Boogie Cousins, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals, 4 blocks. He was an assist and a block away from that, like, trip, whatever, the 5 nickel game. Wait, that's a different. Yeah, the 5 by 5. Yeah. Which is really impressive. The Arby's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did it in a win over Washington. Uh, last week, I need to quit patting my legs. It keeps making a weird noise. Yeah, but you're being really authoritative. Yeah. Speaking of guys that were authoritative, Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Hassan Greenside? No, Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside. 20 points, 17 boards, 7 blocks, but a loss to the Lakers. Yikes. Not great, but filling out what the Lakers need going forward to try to get their draft pick in the top three. Other team in L.A. had two guards going off for 32 points each and and not the guys you would think would be going No. Uh, Jamal Crawford and Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. Both got 32 points in a game against Oklahoma City. And um, needless to say, they did not win that game. No, they did not. If uh, if your primary scorers are Jamal Crawford and Austin Rivers, chances are you're not doing very well. 
But shout out to Austin Rivers. Career high, 32 points. Career high. Man, that guy's doing a career a whole lot of things over there with Doc. That's right. What are we going to do? Giannis Antetokounmpo, another triple-double. I know we kind of you know poke fun of them being against some of the lesser teams in the NBA. Had the triple-double, 18 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists against the Orlando Magic. A couple days later. Say his last name again. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo? Antetokounmpo. It's a P. It's a P at the end. You say a B. You say Antetokounmpo. Oh, I don't feel like it's I'm saying Bo. I feel like I'm saying Po. Uh, I don't think you are. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. We nailed it. There you go. Giannis. Giannis. The Greek freak. 34 points. A lot easier than that Nine one. assists. Five boards. And a loss to the Bulls a couple days later. Beginning of the year, uh, there was a Morris twin that everyone was all at a bit up in arms about. Uh, and he hasn't performed. But Marcus Morris, he's putting in solid minutes for the Detroit uh, Pistons. He's like fourth in the league right now in total minutes. I mean, he's really putting in a lot of time. He goes for 31 points, 12 rebounds against Dallas. You know, Marcus Morris might be an actual person that people have to look at in the playoffs, unlike Markeith Morris, unfortunately. Everyone's thinking, they oh, get he... them confused a lot. Right. Well, everyone was thinking Markeith might be the playoff push guy. Marcus Morris is going to be on a playoff team, yes, more likely. Will. Yeah. And a guy, the team that we thought, hey, you know, buy stock in them. We may not cash in on that this year, but going forward, we might next year. Yep, they're gonna make they're gonna make a run and they're gonna get into the playoffs and it's you know really good experience for that young core group of guys guys that have been in the playoffs before. Jail Green been there in the past. Thirty points this week and a win against the Kings. He's a guy that is not your go to guy but has the ability to put up a thirty point game here and there. He's one of those uh, D League success stories that it was a guy who was very single minded earlier in his career, right? And went to the D League and grew up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and in that, he, he's became, he's become a, a much more well-rounded player. Yes. He's he's not as athletically uh, like amazing as he was, you know, seven years ago. Right. When he was winning dunk contests. But, yes. you know, now he's, he has a, he's developed a shot. He's developed a, a lot more of a team-oriented game, which is, is going to bring success to him and the Heat later on. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, LeBron James, he was one assist away from a triple-double. 29 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, and a loss versus Atlanta. You know, we love uh, talking about triple-doubles, and we love it when people are that close to triple-doubles. That's right. We put it on the board. He's yeah. a guy really starting to dial in over the last couple weeks, mm -hmm. getting himself into playoff form. Really says good. says he, his body's in the best shape it's ever been in this late in the year. Correct. Yeah, so and, he's he, and he looks it. He looks it. He looks it. Uh, his teammate, J.R. Smith, 21 points, hit seven threes in a win for the Cavs, tied the Cavs, or sorry, set the franchise record for a single-season mark at three-pointers made against the Bucks Tuesday night, recording on a Wednesday, so we did this last night. Way to go, J.R. Smith, one of Gyro's, one of, one of his favorites. So, big ups to oh, J.R. Yeah. Oh, yeah. J.R. Smith, that's your boy. Thank you for the drop-in of, oh, yeah. Now, that, Thanks. that, that was well worth that's it. That's professional. I'm glad, I'm glad we waited for that one. Uh, Jimmy Butler, he goes for 28 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists, gets three steals, two blocks. He's filling up the box score. Unfortunately, it comes in a loss to Detroit, and the Bulls are just continuing to go downhill. You know, at the beginning of the year, a lot of the discussions that people were having as far as the Eastern Conference go were uh, the Cavs, number one, of course. Right. Yes. With the talent that they have with, with, you know, making it to the finals last year. Of course, they are going to be in the top of the discussion. And then that second tier, the Bulls were right there. They were. And, and the Bulls right now are not in the playoffs. 
No, and I think a lot of the discussion was, hey, Fred Hoiberg is going to come in here and he's going to give a new mindset of how to use all of this offensive talent as opposed to being so defensive-oriented. And it's not working out the way they'd hope. Now, they have been riddled with injuries all year. Right. really haven't had the entire team together trying to figure out what to do with Joakim Noah at the 4-5. or five. You know, It's been a really odd year for the Bulls, I think. They're gonna they're gonna kind of set their team to what Fred Hoiberg's doing. I think they're gonna do some things this offseason to kind of set that with a smaller kind of lineup to kind of match what the rest of the league's doing. Yeah. Well, that but being this season, said, not yeah. so hot. Well, Tom Thibodeau's stock has never been higher at this oh, point. Oh, absolutely. It's never been higher. Yes, and so he crazy. has he's gonna have the pick of the litter. He's gonna be able to do whatever he wants in there. But moving on, Kawhi Leonard and Lamarcus Aldridge combined for sixty four points and a win over the Toronto Raptors. Good win for the Spurs. They are dialed in. We've talked about them week in, week out, getting themselves ready for the playoffs. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, James Harden, 41 points, nine assists, and a win versus OKC. Uh, Monday night while the national championship was going on, uh, I was at an establishment that had uh, the national championship for the uh, – You had the replay. Yeah, and so, well, there was also the NBA TV Correct. was on, and, and so the replay of this game was going on. And, you know, there's about seven minutes left in the UNC game. And uh, I'm looking over at uh, Rockets Thunder. And somebody's like, Charlie, what are you doing? The, the, the national championship's right here. I was like, here's the thing. I know that the Rockets win this game 118 to 110. But right. I cannot for the life of me watch college basketball when the NBA is this close. Exactly. At any point in time, I was like, right, give me two minutes left. I'll, I'll peek over and see what's going on with this Villanova game. But... I had you have to watch the NBA when it's on. Absolutely. And especially when it's it's polarizing teams such as the Rockets and the Thunder. Yes. And we got to watch that game live on Sunday afternoon and got to see James Harden do his thing against his former teammates and mm -hmm. his former team. They are such a weird franchise in Houston. <laughs> they can play with the highest of the highs, mm -hmm. but they can also hit down with the lowest of the lows. And oh, yeah. they are just so hit or miss and Nice win for the Rockets and a nice game for James Harden. Steph Curry. Steph Curry, a guy Pretty who does good. not made the lines very often. Who are we kidding? He makes it every week. Steph Curry, a 39.7 rebounds, 6 assists game going alongside of Draymond Green, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and a win versus Portland. Not an easy one. Not an easy one, but another triple-double for Draymond. A guy that we haven't said as much about the triple-doubles as we have with Russ Westbrook, but he is – right there with double-digit triple-doubles this season. He's having a really, really quality year. Yeah, well, and earlier, before Russell Westbrook was going off earlier in the year, Draymond Green was right up. He was leading. He had, like, 12, and then Russ came in, like, and got three in a row. Yes. And, and overtook him. But still, like, it's incredible to see them go back and forth. You know, Russell Westbrook got another triple-double near the end of the week. Um, he had 13 points, 14 boards, 12 assists versus Denver. That's the 17th of the season. It ties the single season record. Um, Magic Johnson, I believe, is the one that has you the You got it. Yeah, and so, well, we talked about it last week, and yes. so I had to know it now. Yeah. Um, speaking of triple doubles, uh, Rajon Rondo. Another. 27 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. That was in a loss to Portland, but, you know, it's Rajon Rondo filling yeah. up the box score. Throw, throw old, him in there. Old, a little old school Rondo there for you. That's right. And That's Shabazz funny. Muhammad Ugh, making dude. his appearance into the lines. <sighs> We've given you a kind of a an oddball goofball name the last couple of weeks, but for those of us in the know, Dwayne Dedman. Yes, yes. <laughs> We've given you some some Sean Kilpatrick's here, so we'll finish up with the Shabazz Muhammad. But thirty five point six boards in a win Ugh. against 
the Golden State Warriors. I don't want to talk about week it. for the Warriors. So yeah, you slide right into these games from this past week. So what do you think? Give us a little background information on what happened to the Warriors this week, Chuck P. Yeah, well, I they, they, they dropped home games two in a row to Boston and to uh, Minnesota. Right. And first off, the, the Boston game, that's the best the Celtics have ever played. Yeah, I'm, I mean, in this new Brad Stevens era. Like, that that was their best game. Was it that one, or was it the first time they played the Warriors and they should have had the game won? They should have won. Well, I think this this was it. This was the better because one? Because they were able to close out. So and, you got to win, yeah. And despite that, like, you know, there was a minute left and they were down seven, and you still couldn't count the Warriors out. Like, they're oh, a no. team that, you know, despite the fact, oh, it's a three-possession game and in, in, we're into the last minute. You know, they're still into it. I think um, Bill Simmons, of course, you know, the big Celtics fan he is. Correct. He was loving that game, and I was on the complete opposite side of that one. Um, you know, the, the defense for the Celtics was just so good. Um, well, that's what they're known for. They, uh, yeah. They, the, they have maybe the toughest defender baseline to baseline yes. on guards in Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that you can set up on a Steph Curry and just hound him. Given the Oscar Robertson, Oscar Robertson just pick him up full court. Right, yeah. You can do that <laughs> with Avery Bradley and just pick him up and just hound Steph the entire way up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. Now, there's there's a couple of YouTube videos of Avery Bradley. If anyone's like, what are you talking about? I haven't seen Avery Bradley. Just pop in to YouTube and type in Avery Bradley yeah. full court defense and just watch. And, you know, guys will say, oh, the NBA, these guys going to play defense. Watch it. It's just a regular season game where he is picking guys up full court. He did that to Steph a couple times throughout the game against the Warriors. And he's a guy who's a problem defender for guys like Steph. No kidding. And, um, you know, when Steph isn't on, it, it kind of takes a whole new approach to the offense there. Right. We, we especially saw that um, with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves game. Definitely. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go back and forth between yeah. the two of these here. But uh, the, in the Timberwolves game – he didn't get a field goal in the first uh, the first half. He finished seven of twenty five for the game. Seven of twenty five for the game. Now, despite that fact, he still had ten assists. Ten assists in the first yeah. half, working the ball around. I mean, they had a decent lead, and they just let it go. And then, of course, of course, Shabazz Muhammad starts going off. It's a big shot. Yeah, I mean, as if he had nothing else to do. Um, you know, they they force it into overtime and. and I don't know. It seemed like the Timberwolves just wanted it more, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we have these group of young guys. Yeah. Well, you had Wiggins. Wiggins really just stepping up and yeah, just playing fearlessly. Yeah. Wiggins really. went for 32. Towns went for 20. Mm-hmm. Levine went for 16. So you've got your young core group of guys against a team who is going after a record late in the year that who's not just, you know, closing up shop, getting ready for the playoffs. So right. these, you have to treat this kind of game if you're the Timberwolves as a playoff type this atmosphere. is their super bowl yeah this, this is, is their this they're going to give the warriors their best shot at mm-hmm. it now the warriors are trying to get to that 73 win mark to break the bulls record so they're giving it their best shot as well so it's not like they're just saying all right we'll, we'll close it up get some rest whatever we can just kind of wait for the next night but this is we, we've talked about this from these young guys getting the playoff minutes playoff experience the timberwolves aren't going to get that this season right. so this is kind of the closest thing so they're going to like we said come out and give you your best look and best shot and their young guys performed. Yeah, well, and Carl Towns, he played like 50 or 45 minutes, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, been nice if you played 54. 54, man. Warriors <laughs> might have gotten that one if they played game. 54. Man, they would yeah. they would have they might have pulled it out. Yeah. They were also trying to implement um Festus Cecilia back into the lineup. Right. Yeah. Um so you had Anderson Verjao sitting down for the first time 
in a bit, you know, uh, what the rotations are going to be like. That That's a lot of what these final games are, are just tuning for. What are our rotations going to be now that we have health? You know, right. they're, they're right. back to a healthy squad. Yeah. And so um, they're fine tuning. And unfortunately, that is uh, coming at the detriment to their record that they want to set. Correct. Um, you know, with four games left, uh, by the luck of the draw, the Grizzlies have just completely folded with all of their injuries. Right. Um, they have two games left against the Grizzlies, home and away, but then they have two games left against the Spurs, home and away. Yeah. And so it's it's going to be tough. They have to win all four if they want to get that 73-game mark. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really difficult, hopefully, for their sake. Hopefully, Pop just you know sits down his top four guys and, and sees what happens. And My guess is that he will. Yeah, and this is you know pure speculation. This is not any insider information. I think we don't have that kind of insider information. Not not but at pure, all. Not in the slightest. Pure speculation being, hey, they're one and one, and they won at the Warriors lost to the Spurs in San Antonio. So Pop got his win, right? And he's gonna just kind of leave that in his back pocket with his whole crew. Is just gonna, hey, we got our win at home. We have we've we've gotten you before. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're not, and then we're going to do the Houdini trick of not playing other guys to make you really think, shoot, this is a team that we really don't have the upper hand on. But the Spurs can still go for 41 or no at home. Correct. They still so have the not other side lost of this token. at home. Right. Will, will Pop care enough to try and get that? It, what normally, normally, I'd say no. Normally, Pop doesn't care. Um, but then, like, you've seen him be kind of petty about other things. Like, if you watch the All-Star game this past year, Paul George was a, a point away from setting the All-Star game point record. And he was having for the East side. none of it. And Pop was like, double team, double, go get him. He's not having not, any Not today. It. And he wouldn't let him do it. Right. And so you, you never know what Pop might take seriously, what he might not care about. Like, it's weird that he goes, oh, let's double team the guy in the all-star game. But for a regular season game to go 41-0, he might say, oh, LaMarcus, just take a seat tonight. Timmy, Tony, Manu, yeah. let's take a breather here. It's it's weird. You, you never know what Pop's going to do, and I think yeah. that's definitely part of his charm. Definitely. Um, I, I just think the gamesmanship of having yeah. it in your back pocket that they got them, and then they have that as a – kind of holding that over the Warriors' head, saying, hey, we're not playing our guys anymore. Go ahead and beat us the last two. Like, we got you when we played. Right. Now, the thing that could be tough is if they do play and the Warriors just send it and take it at them the way they did in uh, Oracle the first time they played and mm-hmm. got them by 30. Right. Then you've got to, oh, my gosh, these guys really are as advertised. We know they're as, as, as advertised. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it gives, it gives that little, little creeping in of doubt to the entire team, and it takes away that bit of doubt that they had the Warriors have coming into San Antonio. So I, I would not be surprised if Pop just shut it down and kept that little chess piece. Hey, we went one one against you. We're good. Right. Well, and who knows how that would have changed had uh, Kawhi Leonard not hit that shot against the Jazz. Very good point. You know, on Tuesday, it was it was a real close game. Um, the Jazz and the Spurs going at it. Um, it. That was in San Antonio. Is that correct? No, actually, oh, in, that was Utah. in Utah. That in was Utah, in Utah. Kawhi bad. Leonard. My bad. Um, 4.7 seconds left, hits a jumper along the baseline to go up 88-86. Rodney Hood, on the other hand, had a really solid game, 23 points, 10 for 19, had a shot at the buzzer, clinked out, didn't get it to knock down. But the interesting thing about this game is the way it stands right now, the Jazz are in the 8 spot right. in the West. Spurs are in the 2. Spurs are in the 2, so they're half game back from 
the Mavericks. Yeah. So it's very possible the Jazz could creep up into that seventh spot, and this could be the first round matchup that the Spurs get with yeah. the Jazz. And and who knows how this matchup is going to go? If it's going to be that close, now I I think there's a I mean a decent chance that they were pulling back a bit. Right. The Spurs were, but. Um, it it'd be nice to see the Jazz, you know, get a game or two. I I really that, like this. that'd be We've really fun. I really yeah. like this Jazz team. I, they're not going to back down. I mean, they have quality NBA players at all five positions, mm-hmm. and they can kill them on the boards. They really can. It, and they, yeah. have, they have a center in Goober, 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 Rudy Goober. Yes, Gobert. Who is formidable at that position? Right. Derek Favors is formidable at the power forward position. Mm-hmm. They have two guys on the wing that can shoot it and attack and kick. Yep. And they have, we said, like we said, have an adult at point guard and Shelvin Mack now. Love it. You know, has shown his kind of true colors in some of these bigger games that they've played and down the stretch not being able to perform mm-hmm. a Warriors game. They had some turnovers and missed some shots down the stretch in that one. But a guy that is an NBA veteran and can play in those big crunch time minutes and crunch time games. So I think it'd be super interesting if we had a rematch of this game in the first round of the playoffs. I think it'd be a really quality first round matchup. Oh yeah. Um, I, I look at this jazz team and I still think, you know, what, what, what is it going to be in five years? Like that's just going to be so cool. It, yeah. I want, I want to see what Dante Exum becomes, you know, he hasn't played all season um, because he, he got that uh, injury last year uh, and he's been out. Um, well, speaking of, so I mean, the two teams we talked about in in these games, too. these games, the Jazz plus the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves as man, well, yeah. they have such a quality group of young guys that we just get them a couple years in the NBA, get them used to the in and the days in, days out. They're mm-hmm. they're used to the schedule. They're used to the eighty two games. They're going to be dangerous. Just the core group of Wiggins, Towns, and Levine adding another lottery pick to the mix this year. They could be a really formidable team in the next five years that people are going to look at and say, man, that's what the 76ers were trying to do. Be bad and then get these guys that just you hit on. Right. And they, the, the or sorry, the Timberwolves have hit on those guys mm-hmm. with Wiggins and Towns and Levine. And yep. They have got a quality group of young guys. And, you know, throw a Shabazz Napier, or sorry, Shabazz, Shabazz Napier. Shabazz Muhammad, <laughs> Shabazz Muhammad into the mix. The other Shabazz. As a guy coming off the bench and a guy getting minutes with that second unit. Mm-hmm. I like what they have there. Yeah, Get some veterans fun. in there that can, you know, kind of push the needle. Mm-hmm. I like what the Timberwolves are doing. Same with the Jazz. Um, before we move away from the Jazz Spurs game, we have to, of course, mention that this was uh, Tony Dar- uh, Tony Dark. What am I saying? Tim Tony Darko. Tony Darko Milicic. Yeah, Tony Darko Milicic. Um, Tim Duncan. Yes. Shoo. That was. I don't understand this. Uh, Tim Duncan. That was his one thousandth win. Correct. Putting him in a league with only Robert Parrish yes. and Abdul Jabbar. Yep. So uh, two legendary big men, you know, Tim Duncan is just, is is joining the ranks. He, I mean, more than, I mean, he belongs in that. Oh, absolutely, guys. no oh, questions yeah. asked. Yeah, 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 and it's you know it, he's just gonna hit those career milestones the more he plays. Do you something, think? I was say something we should talk about eventually. Maybe not dig into it right now, but of the era, Kobe or Duncan. Oh, let's not talk about that right Who now. Who would you rather have? We'll keep it for a later uh, date. Not on the show notes. So we'll, we'll bring it up later. It just hit me as we were starting to talk about Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is my pick. I would agree with you. <laughs> we can talk about it later. I'll, be, I'll take the other side of it just to take the other side. But <laughs> my heart of hearts, I'd take Tim as well. No, we can, we can jump into it. Yeah, point. let's talk about that some other time. Yes, um, definitely. Spurs are obviously hey, going to be. Speaking of Hornets. 
team that drafted Kobe Bryant. Yeah, here we go. Segways. Segway. Um, Teams that made or have been eliminated from the playoffs this week. The Hornets, the Celtics, and the Heat have all clinched. They're all going to see some postseason action. Uh, Those are the... Nobody in the West has clinched um, besides the Clippers from last week. And so they're still trying to fight it out for those final four spots. We'll see where the Grizzlies end up because they're in the five spot. It's still insane that they're still there. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, The two teams that have been eliminated in their seasons are are, uh, going to end after 82 games. The the Denver Nuggets will have a, a moment of silent for the Denver Nuggets. And, of course, the uh, Sacramento Kings are the next one out. Two franchises that just that feel like hard. they're, they're going in opposite directions. Again, we talk about some of these younger core groups, like the idea of Moutier and Jokic and um, Gary Harris up right. in Denver. I feel like that's a solid. And then Danilo Gallinari's up there. Mm-hmm. You know, Yusuf Nurkic. Yes, you've got some young guys that can get up and down and play. Will Barton's up there. He had a quality season. You've got guys that can play. They're, again, young. Rebuilding, we'll have another lottery pick. Let's let's see what they got going forward. Limited this year, but Moutier, the second half of the year, did very well. We didn't I think even, we're, we didn't even mention Kenneth Fareed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's probably the face of their franchise right, right now. And so you and never know what's going to happen with yeah. them. But anyway, um, Sacramento going the opposite direction. Names yeah. you know, but man, I don't know if they're names that I want. Well, um, okay, so let let's 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 have this discussion okay, because why it. not? Yeah. Um, we're going off the kilter. A yeah, lot yeah, here, yeah. So why not? Why not? Boogie Cousins. Yes. Off season. Yes. What do you do? We talked a little bit about this. Yeah. A couple weeks ago with the, do you want this guy in your franchise? Do you mm-hmm. want him to be the guy you have going forward? I kind of I went back and I listened to that and listened to kind of what I thought at the time. Yeah. And I still think the same. I mean, he, we haven't had the boogie flare ups as far as a, you know, lashing out rationally right. in the last couple weeks. He's, but again, though he did get his 16th technical yeah. and get suspended for a game. So, <laughs> as much as we like to say he, he hasn't yeah. had those crazy moments, yeah, the collective moments. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we've come to just you know that's something we just gonna happen. Think is just gonna happen with Boogie. So like that's just like oh that's the norm, right? So like I mean like nothing like where he's tweeting out snakes in the grass and you know <laughs> calling out his coach and you know punching teammates. I don't think he's actually ever punched a teammate, but I wouldn't be surprised it just hasn't gotten out there yet. But. <laughs> You know, Boogie Cousins going forward. If I can, if I can deal him, I deal him. And yeah, it's tough. I it's agree. tough to give away one of those guys who is as talented as Boogie. But if I'm trying to build a winning franchise, I don't think I can build a winning franchise with Boogie and as the as the centerpiece of what I'm doing. And and his relationship with uh, the front office and the head coach is just it's, it's too it's too far gone at this point. Yes, I don't think there's coming back from that. No, and the problem is I think you got to pick one yeah. side or another. If, okay, so let me let me rear back. If I'm the Miami Heat and I'm Pat Riley right. and I have Boogie Cousins, I think a little differently about it just uh, because yeah. of the program we have in place, how we run the organization, the things oh, yeah. that we do day in day out that would allow Boogie to, you know, buy into the philosophy or find a new family. Mm-hmm. It's but a little different. It's a little different in Sacramento. They have Vladi Divac. Yes, and and a new just, owner. Yeah. Who's never really been in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different situation where they're just like, oh, well, he's our best player. So kind of just, we'll let him do his thing. And yeah. I, I can't imagine it's that way actually in Sacramento. Right. But and, the, the yeah. program's just not in place for him to do well. And if it's if I'm running the show in Sacramento, what do I do with him? I deal him this summer. Right. Uh, and and who knows what Vladdy's going to do. He just got extended. Yes. Uh, he's, he's sticking around for a couple more years. 
Well, um, hold on. Before we jump further, you didn't answer the question. Oh, that's true. I didn't answer. You can that give us a brief yes or no. Away. What do you do? Uh, oh, I trade him. I trade him in a heartbeat. This um, is no fun if we're both on the same page. The no, I disagree. Time. I disagree. Um, we, I, I would. I, I think you could get a whole handful for him. Yes. And um, not only are you getting um, basketball talent or assets, but you're also clearing up a cloud in the locker room. Correct. So I think I think that's a big part of it. It's it's tough to give away one of those big star players, but I think at some point it just doesn't work out. Yes. Um. But yeah, like you were saying, Vladi. Vladi. Vladi got extended. Um. He's he's sticking around with the Kings for a couple more years, and I don't know what in his uh, work uh, resume that he has done so far has um, garnered a, a, an extension for him to move on. He is a likable guy. I guess it, that's got to be part of it because we we look at um, you know uh, uh, across the country. We're actually just coming out today. We're recording this on a Wednesday evening. Uh, Sam Hinkie. Uh, it has stepped down from the 76ers job. This He's had, quote unquote, the process going on for this is the fourth year now. Correct. And and you're seeing a little bit of, uh, I, I don't know, mixed messages across the league to, um, hey, bad performances can either keep your job or uh, they bring in Jerry Colangelo and then you're forced to step down. Right. Yes. And um, I think, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about this before we came on, and, and Zach Lowe actually did an awesome interview with him. Just a week ago. On the Low Post. Uh, yeah, a week ago. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was really cool to hear Hinky talk because he doesn't do it very often. You don't get to hear the things that he's thinking, doing on a daily basis because he doesn't talk much. So it was really cool to kind of get his perspective on it. He did a really good job of avoiding a lot of questions yes, and not really yeah, giving full so. answers, which I feel like... And not saying the word tanking. Yes, which I feel like is exactly what they do at that organization every day. Like they ask Sam questions like, hey, is this what we're doing? And like, well, we're either doing this or we're either doing that or it's a 45% definitely not chance. Doing this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but wait. But I, I never felt like at that point, at the point listening to that, that he gave definites for anything. It was just like, right. a, well, we're trying. You know, mm-hmm. like, and again, you know, the process was really cool. I loved how he ran a real NBA team like I do an NBA 2K franchise where there are no yes. repercussions. Where I'm yeah. like, you know what? I just want to have number one draft picks four years in a row. I don't really care if I lose. Uh-huh. And that's what he did in real life. Which, yes. man, <laughs> the the Sam Cassells that it takes to, to do that <laughs> is... The Sam Cassells. I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, if you don't know what Sam Cassell's uh, three-point celebration is, go look it up now, and you'll understand what he just said. Yes. So the, this, And that, that's family-friendly to say the Sam Cassell's. <laughs> I love it. The Sam Cassell's it takes to do what Hanky did and kind of put this process into place is incredible. Dover's looking it up right now. Jaro's like, what is Sam Cassell's? Exactly. <laughs> and you'll really enjoy it. You'll love it, Dover. So I really would have – I mean, I, I wish – that one of these guys that they drafted just panned out just so it could start. It's going to be Dario Saric. I guarantee it. And I, I you know, and he's going to look back guarantee and he, it. well, the thing that's starting to surface now is Joel Embiid mm-hmm. practice videos and he looks incredible. Yeah, he does. Like he looks really good in those practice videos. Yeah, and the hope is that he turns out to be the next Elijah one, which mm-hmm. he has the ability to do. I mean, we don't know for sure, he, but he looks like he could be that guy. So the thing that's so frustrating is, you know, four years from now, if we see, a mixture of Okafor, Saric, and 
Embiid as the centerpiece for what they are doing and then adding in two possible top five draft picks this season, man, the 76ers could have a ton of really quality guys and Sam Hinkie's not going to be around to to reap that, what he sowed. He's just going to be sitting there like, oh, this is what I built and now no one's talking about me anymore. Two things. A, before listening to that interview with Zach Lowe, I didn't realize that he had such a nice accent. Yeah, he does. He is real, you know, real nice draw. Yeah. Uh, Two, um, this might be a bold claim. I think that Jaleel Okafor is a rich man's Enos Cantor. I can uh, see that. I yeah. think that he is just a man who can play offense like his eyes are closed and he can do it with you know, falling asleep. He can he can score buckets. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll agree. He is, he is a turnstile player. on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I, I don't see him being a centerpiece. No. Um, I see him being one of those uh, let's take his – good numbers and flip it for some assets. Yeah. Um, Which now that Hinky's gone, who knows what's going to happen with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think the thing that would have been interesting to see is if you, so kind of what OKC does with Ibaka and Cantor at the same time, if had Embiid been the guy that we all hoped Mm -hmm. he would have been to start his career, you pair those two together. It's a little different. Now you have Noel coming off the bench and you have another guy who's athletic, energetic to pair with Okafor. So, Again, I would tend to agree with you that he is he is of the same ilk. Yes, that's what I was, exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say cut from the same cloth after that. There you go. Um, as any of his cancer. But, man, I, it's it's just sad to see them pull the plug on this, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they decided, hey, Sam. Well, again, speculation. Hey, Sam, um, you can either not be here on your own accord or you can not be here on our accord. Your call is my guess, kind of how the thing went down. Um, let's hit some quick notes for uh, things that happened around the league. Uh, CP3, Chris Paul, will not be taking part in the Olympics this coming summer. Um, he's decided that he wants to do some family time, and he wants to hang out and not worry about it. He's wanted to go um, medal. He's cert- I mean, he's, too. He's, yeah, he's given his time to the country he's doing a fantastic job and i understand that he's stepping away from it he has a guy like steph curry stepping into that that role with the u.s team Kyrie Irving can step into that role damian Lillard can step into that role a lot of guys that can step into the point guard role for the u.s team and guys that we feel confident in in, in uh, rio right um lebron he's moving up the all-time scoring list uh, i believe he made it to number 10 i believe so um, so he passed uh, oscar robertson uh, and he's just going to continue to move up as he continues to play. Do you think Oscar will have comments about LeBron? Uh, I don't care what they are. Uh, <laughs> My guess is that his strength wouldn't count in the time that I played, so we would have just we just would have pushed him around. Yeah, yeah, basically. That um, sounds about right. That sounds that sounds. We like do really care about Oscar Robertson. Though. No, we really do. We, as much as we like to give him a hard time and call him a grumpy old man. Yes. Um, you, you know what? If he's going to be mad at anybody, he can be mad at me. Yeah, both yeah. of us. Yeah. Well, he can be happy with you. Because I did a presentation on him about, about him when I was a fourth grader. So right, exactly. I'll just bring it back to that. So, yeah, of all of us. Uh, Blake Griffin came back. He is playing basketball. The Clippers are getting him back into the rotation uh, after punching one of his good friends and breaking his hand and doing the suspension and all that jazz. Yep, he's back. Um, and all that Utah jazz. He's back. Um, 
The uh, Brooke Lopez, uh, Thad Young are being shut down by the Nets. Did someone tell the Nets <laughs> that this doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah, they don't have a pick. They don't. They're not trying to like gain positioning for the lottery. Like they don't. They don't have a pick. You know who got really excited about this uh, is Brad Stevens. Exactly, and the, Cel- <laughs> and the Celtics, because that's who the pick belongs to, because Man. they weren't aware of pick protection when they made the trades. How horrible. Again, not sure why Vladi still has a job, because I don't know that he is sure what the pick protection <laughs> is, nor what the mid-level exception is. I'm not even sure what the mid-level <laughs> exception is. I don't think anybody fully knows what the mid-level Nobody knows what the mid-level Nobody exception does. is. Nobody knows. That being said, Vlada Divac also didn't know that you had to call in the NBA to make a trade. You're but that's, like, yes, again. But whatever. Right. Besides moving the point, on. The, moving the, on. The, yes, the, the, the Nets. Hey, guys, they can still play because you're not trying There's to get more ping pong balls. They're doing. Exactly. I don't know what's going on in there. Nobody does. Um, Thabo Cephalosha is filing a suit against the New York City Police Department. Uh, if you are unaware of this story, this is actually a bigger deal that that got um, any sort of media attention for. Yes. Uh, in April of last year, him and um, Pero Antich were at a nightclub and an altercation went down. And um, while that was going on, he broke his hand. Um, was it his hand or was it his leg. wrist? Oh, it was his leg. Yes. Oh, you're right. It was it was Antich who did something to his wrist. Correct. Yes. Um and so uh, Antich missed a couple games. Mm-hmm. And because Thabo broke his leg, he was out for the whole postseason. Correct. You know, it, if you guys remember, back in the, the Atlanta Hawks were the number one seed yes. in the East last year. Yes. They they won 60 games. Coach Bud was the uh, coach of the year. And going into the playoffs, they didn't have two of their role guys. And Thabo was a key guy on the wing mm-hmm. for that team. And as you might think, you know, there's an altercation going down in this club. You might think, oh, they had something to do with this. In fact, they were absolved of any sort of uh, fault to uh, the situation whatsoever. Um, they, In fact, they were trying to uh, aid the police in trying to uh, end this fight. And while that happened, police officers just, oh, thought he was getting into it. And they broke his leg. Yes. Uh, and in the midst of all of the the you know, whatever controversial um, um, violence w- involving uh, police officers, this, an actual professional basketball player who was unable to play in the postseason, got almost no attention. Correct. And so I'm glad that we're talking about it now, and I'm glad that this suit is finally happening to give light to this actual horrible situation. Mm-hmm. It really sucked for the Hawks last year. It, it really could have used Thabo. Well, not even that, but like, it really sucked for Thabo. Right, yeah. Like broke yeah, his leg. Yeah, well, not even that but broke his <laughs> leg, but like he he's he's an innocent bystander in right. this thing that took place at a nightclub and just because he was where he was and was looking the way that he looked, he was automatically thrust into the limelight of, "Oh, you're a part of this, so we're taking you down." kind of thing and he really didn't have anything to do with it from yep. what I've understood about the situation. So, just uh not good, but it's it's coming to light though yeah, and some, it's a story some things that's are being taken care of now. Yeah. yeah, it's it's something that's going to keep going, and so we'll keep our eyes on it as it progresses. Correct. Uh, the Hall of Fame class was announced uh, this past week, and uh, we we already talked about Yao Ming last week, but we have this whole list now, and I wanted to come us to come up with one moment, maybe for one of these players or, or a couple of these players. I had one moment I wanted to talk about yeah. with Allen Iverson. Great. It's my favorite moment that Allen Iverson has ever done. Um and so there's the coaches as well, and so some of the other contributors, and maybe we'll come up with other moments for that. Uh, but what I want to talk about with Allen Iverson is what I always think of is uh, the playoffs with the 
uh, LA Lakers, you know, Kobe and Shaq finals. Were, yeah, they were in the finals. Yeah. Um, they had not lost a game. The those um, it was the the O one or was it the it would have been two thousand one two thousand I believe ninety nine two thousand season and it was no sorry it was two thousand one two thousand two thousand one yes so they go in and they had not lost it at all in the Western Conference playoffs no they had not go into the finals hadn't lost the game yet and the first game of the finals. Allen Iverson decides he's just going to go Sam Cassell's on this and and he puts everything out on the court. And uh, one of my favorite moments is he uh, crosses over now Cavs head coach Tyron Lou and uh, Tyron falls down. Allen Iverson hits the jumper, nails it. And then instead of, you know, he, he turns to his left and sees Tyron Lou laying on the ground. And instead of walking around him, or, or jogging to another space, he decides to stomp over Tyron Lue. Yes. He steps big left foot right before uh, Tyron Lue and then a big right foot right on the other side yes. of his stomach and just keeps going. And it is right in front of the Lakers bench. Yes. And it is one of my favorite moments of of any basketball game ever. It was fantastic. It is it, pure it was, humiliation. Yes, and it was exactly kind of what Iverson was as a player as he was yes. doing everything he could now he did give everything he had mm-hmm. on the floor the guy played at a russell westbrook type pace so like if we're going to compare a guy now to a guy like alan iverson for folks that are listening yes. to this they I, don't really yeah, remember. I think you're right on but the money he played so hard mm-hmm. all the time now there were some things kind of off the court kind of a, an image kind of thing that were a little different than you know we see now he started NBA. changing culture just yeah, not just did. sports culture there's actually a really interesting documentary culture. on showtime right now about yeah. him and about how he changed all of that mm-hmm. and and uh but yeah a guy that just regardless of what happened off the court and the different things that took place with him there the only thing that that we know about his on the court game was he played so hard all the time. Right. And that's something that I always respected about his game. And if we're going to go moments, he had a, in that same season to get to that NBA finals, had a nice matchup with the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Vince Carter had some dueling games where one guy went for 50 one night, one guy went for 50 the other night. So things were, uh, things were really good in that Eastern conference run. And uh, some cool moments with Iverson in that in that time as well. Oh yeah, he was great. Um, I, I love some just ridiculous Allen Iverson stories. In fact, uh, um, last Friday I, I have a I'm in college. I go to school and class and stuff. And we were doing I'm doing a whole um, research paper about uh, players. And and for whatever reason, right before Allen Iverson was announced to the Hall of Fame, I had a presentation where I talked about how he was broke. And I had a picture of him looking very, very sad in a slideshow of mine. Um, very nice. And my teacher said, nice use of pathos with the Allen Iverson picture. Nice. And I was like, yeah, nailed those pathos. Way to go. Got him. Um, Unfortunately, he couldn't take care of his pesos. Ho, <laughs> Hello. Funny. Money joke. That's, that's a, boom, boom. That's a good money joke there, Dan. Dynamite drop it, Jaira. Thank you. <laughs> Um, been waiting for that that line the that. whole line the whole time. Oh yeah, uh, our did, next Hall of Famer. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal uh, is a phenomenal, uh, not just basketball player, but um, TV personality, mm-hmm. rap artist, mm-hmm. pretend wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done all of the. He's. Or I'm sorry, not a wizard. He was a genie. Let's yeah, be ridiculous. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we know the difference um, between that here. He's a movie star. Um, 
uh, he I, it's it's incredible the the reach that Shaquille O'Neal has. He had a TV show where he did athletic events versus all sorts of actual amazing athletes from around the world. Correct. He had uh, he, let's see here. He played football against Ben Roethlisberger. He did uh, a swim off versus Michael Phelps. Yes. He boxed. He lost real bad. Yeah, he did. He boxed Oscar De La Hoya. Awesome. Um, this is a Fox show, right? This feels like Fox. NBC. NBC. Solid NBC. NBC Solid man. NBC. Oh, man. He had, and I think he played volleyball against Misty May and uh, Carrie Welsh. Yes. Nice. <laughs> like, he just, it did not go well. Like, he, like, had a. Like a pulling of boulders competition against an elephant. Like he, just, <laughs> he did Shaquille everything. It's Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. He does whatever he wants. And, yes. and it's no surprise that he's making the Hall of Fame. He was an MVP, uh, won four titles, uh, played for like seven teams near the end there. He just kept jumping around and doing yeah. whatever he wanted. Um, just giving himself different nicknames wherever he went. Yeah. And it was always the big something. Yes. The big diesel, the big cactus. That was when he was playing for this in Phoenix, the big and shamrock. The when big when shamrock. He was in, it was the in Boston. Yeah. It just, the big something. He's yes. such an influential guy. It's nice to see him in there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately my favorite moment is not a favorite moment with Shaq. Uh, when he left the Orlando magic, I think we talked about this early right. on, mm-hmm. almost ruined my NBA fandom as a little kid. Because I didn't understand that guys could just kind of come and go as they pleased and could choose different teams. So when he uh-huh. left, I was like, this is terrible. This is so dumb. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. Shaq, you were my favorite player on my favorite team, and now you're on this Lakers team. This is just the worst. Yeah. So, but completely yeah. dominant. What a player. What He's a guy phenomenal. in the Hall of Fame. Now, we do have a resident, quote-unquote, uh, college hoops uh fanatic uh gyro is is much more into the uh college hoops than uh, either one of us is oh, yeah. um and he also doesn't know how to turn his microphone oh on yeah sometimes. I'm good now. <laughs> hey we're there um, oh i'm here now tom izzo is is going into the hall of fame and you had uh, a moment that you witnessed in person with tom izzo oh yeah I was you want to talk uh, about ohio state basketball game mm-hmm. and it was towards the end of the game buckeyes were losing Classic. It was this season. This we're not, season. We're not very good this season. No, no. Not very bad. Anyways. Um, but uh, I think it was uh, Denzel Valentine goes for a alley-oop off the glass dunk. Mm-hmm. And some of our fans, not too happy. So uh, someone threw a uh, mini basketball that they threw out earlier in the game. He just threw it onto the court. Just threw it at the Michigan State bench. Uh-huh. And Tom Izzo decided to pick up said ball. And throw it at the ref. <laughs> nice, just nice. If that's just not a one throw shining, it at the ref. If that's not a one shining moment for Tom Izzo's career, I don't know what is. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> he's got the national championship he won no, with the Flint guys, or, or the with, different Final Fours that he's made. No, whatever. just them chucking that ball at the official. <laughs> yeah, love it, going down in history. Um, Cheryl Swoops also made it into the Hall of Fame. We talked about Yao Ming last week. Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner of the Bulls in the '90s era. He was. Uh, headed up that he is a, a contributor making it into the Hall of Fame as well. So a lot of uh, really star names heading into the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Uh, it's going to be a fun enshrinement process to watch. Uh, we have a new segment segment to introduce. Uh, it, it's based off of a, a show that I am starting to get into and Dan has loved for quite some time. It's called 30 Rock. 
Correct. Uh, if you have not heard of it, uh, go watch it because I'm 14 episodes in and it's phenomenal. Correct. Uh, there is a character. His name is Twofer. And so we figure we'd name uh, this uh, segment after Twofer. What's going to happen is we're, we're going to come up with a scenario. There's going to be two results to the scenario. There's going to be two options, answers, two yeah. options. It's a twofer. Yes. Uh, and this is called Twofer's Punishment Corner. Oh, why is Twofer in the Punishment Corner? We're really excited about this new thing. and uh, Also excited about this. Hey, guess what? iTunes, we have a sponsor for this segment. Bill Simmons would be so proud of this Twofer's promo. Punishment Corner is brought to you by the third annual Saber Invitational Golf Tournament. Never go to the post office again. Oh, played, wrong thing. Played at the beautiful Rain Tree Country Club in Charlotte, North Carolina on Monday, April 25th. Shotgun start at 1 p.m. Shoot a golf ball out of an AR-15 rifle on the what? seventh hole. It's a par five. <laughs> All proceeds are going to the South Mecklenburg Football Booster Club. Shout out to Coach <laughs> Brian Rains putting on the event with the South Meck football team. Uh, sure, it's meant to be worn untucked. The entire time. The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Only way to play golf with an AR-15 <laughs> rifle. Shirts untucked. All I want to do is play golf with a gun. Well, I just you want to play... fire a weapon if on a you... golf course. April 25th, 1 p.m. It's a literal shotgun start. <laughs> Not All a start. right, let's, seven. Let's go for our first two. For um, uh, the first question is uh, something that we've been talking about uh, a lot of times. We we like to go back and forth between who's the best, who's better. What what would you prefer? Um, we're gonna go in the complete opposite direction. Uh, two teams that you would rather rebuild. Would you rather rebuild the Nets or the Seventy Sixers? Neither are good. Neither are pretty great. Um, I think that there's a definite easy answer here. There's an easy answer, but I think I'm going to go with the not as easy answer. I'm going to choose the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Why? Because I like a challenge. Because you like the Barclays Center. Because I like I like the Barclays Center. I mm -hmm. like the area in which they're located. I think if you get a couple guys in there and just show progress, you can get other free agents to come play if you mm -hmm. start showing progress. Now you got Jay Z, you got no, Beyonce. No draft picks. Nope. Which is tough. Which is really tough. Now the thing you do have going for you is the extension in the cap over the next couple seasons. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to bring guys in. You have Brooke Lopez. You have Thaddeus Young. You have at least two guys that are quality NBA players. You have a Rondé Hollis Jefferson who's young. So you have some guys that you could try to build around. Not necessarily a NBA contending title team right mm -hmm. away. So your hope is to get one of these free agent guys that may be cast off or thrown to the back burner and kind of revitalize his career. Yeah. That's the hope. Um, so I would pick that only because of the location, money going forward, and a couple of quality NBA players. But don't get me wrong, <laughs> it would be a tough hill to climb right? getting that team back on the map. Yeah, well, I mean, I would easily, easily pick the 76ers. Now, oh, no question. First off, you're, you're in a uh, franchise, you're part of a franchise that has been uh, historically bad. 
um, so historically bad this season that the only team uh, ever worse in the entire NBA uh, is the 73-76ers, which, again, it's the 76ers. Uh, how bad do you want to get? Um, and so the, historically speaking, you don't have a lot of uh, great stuff going for you. No. Um, but right now you have uh, assets. You have young guys. We've already, we've talked about this just 20 minutes ago. You have, you have uh, young, big guys. You have draft picks. Everyone is going to have money. Um, if I'm the 76ers, the first thing I do this offseason is offer Mike Conley all of the money that we have. Yes. Uh, you need a, a good, good point guard to start facilitating some offense around well, there. Well, what's crazy see- with that is in the Hinky interview with Zach Lowe, mm-hmm. he brings up a point that I completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. If Sarge ends up coming over after next season, you'll have seven guys that were drafted in the lottery on that team. Yeah. Seven. Do you think we could name all seven? Uh, I mean, we can do the next, the first, for the last couple of years, probably pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, you have Julio Okafor, Joel Embiid, Nerlens Noel, Dario um, Saric. Dario Saric. Not technically on the team yet, but um, when he comes over. Yeah, yeah, like, when he comes over. Yeah, there's uh, one more year on that Turkish contract before yeah. he can come over. Um, those are the only ones that so, they... So they traded for Stauskas. They, yeah, Saus Castillo. Saus Castillo. Um, they have... Oh, what Kendall... You, what did you call him? Saus Castillo. Did you not know this? All right, so quick Nick Stauska story. I'll think what you tell us. Uh, when he was uh, playing for Sacramento, um, for whatever reason, like there was somebody who was on the closed captioning, and they just had the closed captioning going f- during the game. And instead of saying Nick Stauskas for three, the, like whoever was typing up the closed captioning typed Sauce Castillo. Gosh, that's awesome. And so, like, he's gotten, like, actual endorsement deals. Like, he, like, this past week, some pizza place, like, just took a picture of him eating a pizza and was like, what kind of sauce Castillo do you like, Nick Staskis? Gosh, it's awesome. amazing. That is amazing. Um, the two other guys. Um, I've got one. They've got to be older guys. I've got one. Okay. Um, Kendall Marshall. Former, oh, yeah. Former he, Tar Heel. On he was picked the by the Suns. The Suns, number 13 or 14. 13, I believe. Um, ooh, and they have a number one overall pick. They do. They have Elton Brand. They have Elton Brand was, is on that team now. What a world. <laughs> Seven. I don't think you can count that. Elton Brand's not going to be there when Dario Sarge comes by. Probably not. <laughs> but they currently man. have seven lottery picks yeah, on that's the team incredible. currently. He's a number one overall pick. Number one overall pick. That? What a world. Yeah, 76ers, I think they have a lot of assets. The Nets would be a little bit more of a project, but they're both real tough. Uh, I say we go through these next two a little quicker. Oh, let's hit them. Uh, them. So you go ahead and give them them to us. Two first. Uh, Who would you rather have for the next 10 years? It's two guys who are playing together right now, Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook. Oh, it's so tough. Um, Thin slice, Durant. Uh, that's exactly where I was going. I was going with Durant. Just because I, I, I have such an affinity for guys that are 11. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, 6'11", 7 feet tall. They can step out and shoot, handle, do everything. Dover doesn't agree. Dover Dover goes Westbrook. Dover goes. He's given us the W he's given with us the his dub. hands. Uh, I think that Durant's um, skills can uh, more accurate. More. Oh, Dover's about to chime in here. Gyro, what do you got? Durant. Takes a lot of threes and doesn't make a lot of threes. So well, I think Durant's skill set so does gets older 
more gracefully. Like the the athleticism will eventually fail Westbrook. His engine will eventually wear down, and I think that Durant is more suited to become one of those older players. Not to mention he shoots 40% from the yeah, three. He's also 50, 40, good. 90. But anyway, yes. Anyway, so I, I think I'm going Durant. Dover's going Westbrook. I'm also going to go Durant. Durant. All right. Yes. Last one. Uh, yeah. Last one. I love this one. What should Luke Walton do at the end of this year? Should he go and find a head coaching position at one of the open vacancies, or should he stay around and be stay an assistant with the Golden State Warriors? Retire. Retire, you should retire. <laughs> you should retire. <laughs> throw in a number three. Secret third option. Go Just out call undefeated and untied. That's it. Well, I mean, he's not undefeated and untied because he has zero wins. Sorry, sorry. I was, I was, all. No, I was, the Bill I was Murray, quoting Bill Murray. The Bill Murray, I yes. love it. Yeah. Um, but he has zero wins to his name. Th- yet he's still on the ballot at the, at the press releases uh, for the ballots for the end of the year voting for all these different awards. He's on the ballot for Coach of the Year. Yeah, went thirty nine and four to start out with the with the Warriors. I mean, he's going to get any job he wants. I think. Yes. Which is amazing. Why the the it's stuff coming out with the Knicks right now that they want to stick with Kurt Rambis. I was like, you could have Luke Walton. No, thank you. Don't make that mistake again, Phil. Come on. So so I I would say it sounds like you're leaning toward go. I I say go. You you can make a name for yourself. You can make so much more money. Um, and you can see what you're made of. Well, the nice thing with Luke is he was a former player, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think the money is going to be the driving factor for right. doing what he's going to do. If I'm him, I think I stay. No. Here's why I stay. So it's the okay. opposite as when guys are in college and they have an awesome tournament run and they have to sprint to the draft because right. their stock can only go down. Mm-hmm. So what I think is his stock can only continue to rise because the Warriors aren't going anywhere. Right. Their core group of guys are going to be around. They're going to be a franchise that is going to continue to rise. Mm-hmm. So with him staying there, it becomes this, we got to get him. So you you turn this into a really cool negotiating tool, even after another year of, he's out on the market, we need him, we need him, we need him. Uh, here's six years, $36 million. It's like, <laughs> wait a second. That's a ridiculous amount of money to pay a coach. But I think if he we'll stays, I think if he stays, I and mean, we don't want to talk, you know, his money is the key, but I think he stays right. and they have another successful season. I think you bet on yourself, bet mm-hmm. on the Warriors having another successful season, and then you test it the, the year after. I think, I think that next year he could take over either. I think there will be a coaching vacancy with either the Minnesota Timberwolves or the LA Lakers. Right. And he can take over young, talented teams, and, oh, and just have it be his own. I guess I didn't think about the Timberwolves. I would sprint there. <sighs> I would. There's there's nothing stopping me from getting there. I'm still going to stick with stay, but, man, it would be tough to turn down that yeah. that uh, Timberwolves job. Um, we have uh, – l- let's let's go to, Dan, your, your favorite uh, segment yes. of the show. Wrapping it up. Let's wrap it up here. Wrapping up Family Alma Matters. Family Alma Matters. Wrapping this it is up. It. A game uh, that uh, Dan and I played where we drafted players uh, whose alma mater were playing in the NCAA tournament. Uh, with the tournament ending, uh, we came to our conclusion with our fantasy points, and it was real close. It was really tight. We mm-hmm. actually had a tie. And four, four. Four to four. So, t- And how you, how you do fantasy scoring, you have eight different categories. You win each, Whoever wins each category ends up getting a number on their side of the thing. So right. eight categories, we had four and four, an even tie. Mm-hmm. How we break that tiebreaker is, is who had the most points. Who had the most total points. So I walked away as our family alma mater's yeah. 
champion. And that was our tiebreaker. We did a similar thing for both the All-Star Game and the Rising Stars Challenge. We tied in that weekend, and so this was a bit of our tiebreaker. It did not work out. No. Uh, it worked we, out for me. Yeah. Well, I guess. Whatever. We can do plenty of other games. Hey, guess what? Uh, you, you lost in the finals, dude. Wow. National really, runner-up. That really hurts. Yeah. Well... Well, sometimes it doesn't feel good. Well, can we move on to something a little more fun? Absolutely. We call it Keep It Up With Chris Dapps. Well, Chris Dapps this week, unfortunately, did not make his way to the floor. At all. He is nursing a shoulder injury, so lots of fun stuff to keep up with on Chris Dapps, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. This week, a very fun video of Chris Dapps surfaced where he got into a little beef with Sasha, Sasha Vujicic over FIFA. Yep. Well, the number one video game in the world. Yes. And it, these are two uh, European guys, and the FIFA is enormous over there. Exactly. And especially with no guys surprise. that age, because, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Dapps is a young guy. Sasha Vujicic. Not a young oh, guy. Oh, wait. <laughs> Been around for a while. Well, <laughs> technically a young guy. NBA year is probably like 180. Right, yeah. So he's a guy that's been around the league for a while. But Sasha took him down mm-hmm. in a game this week. And Chris Stapps, Unhappy. Unhappy proclaimed that he will be taking the throne back from Sasha yeah. in the New York Knicks locker Love room when it comes to FIFA. That was on a Instagram yes. pic that he threw out there, or a video that he yes. threw out there. That was great. So he has plenty of time, had plenty of time with this last week to uh, get his uh, practicing on the sticks to FIFA because nursing that shoulder injury. Yeah. But you well, actually and said me not in, going to the playoffs as and well. And not going to the playoffs. So he'll have, you know, could go to prom. Right. But, <laughs> he could. He could but go he's going to gonna be out of the country. Unfortunately. So, and then you had one more fun keeping up with Chris Dapps yeah, that w- popped up on the John Oliver show. Yeah, one of my favorite new shows is uh, on HBO. It's Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and he talks about a bunch of different, mainly political things, but Correct. Uh, one of his references, he was talking about how congressmen and women have to spend time fundraising, and he's like, what a waste of their time. That'd be like if the Knicks organization told Chris Stapps Porzingis to start calling people about season ticket plans. That is not what Porzingis is good at. No. Don't do that. He's good at tip dunks. He's good at shooting threes. He's good at making fun videos on the internet. Yep, and not going to prom. And not going to prom. No, there was a great still, uh, a Photoshop of him in a cubicle with a little headset on, calling people. It was great. And so we had to throw that up there as well. Fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was Keeping Up With Chris Dapps. Back to you, Chuck. Well, we've reached the end of the show, and we like to play some games once we've hit the end of the show. We're going to start it out with some trivia. Uh, Dan is leading 8-6 to six really on in our trivia standings. Uh, actually, that's not true. It's it's 7-6 to because yeah. we only did the one point last week, and I got true. it. And I did uh, not. My bad. Um, and so it's 7-6. to six. I'm in striking distance. Let's see what we can do. We're going to do something a little different this week. Dover, why do you do this? Because it's fun. Okay, what's up? We're going to do two smaller questions. Well, all right, can we one, eat bugles while we do it? No. Okay, keep going. They're too one, loud. They crunch one, too much. actually about basketball on the court. Oh, gosh. More, a little more off the court. All right. Which For the one, reference, I have notes here, so I'm not cheating. That's fine. Which one would you like first? Uh, the, the basketball one first and then not basketball one okay. second. I'm writing down my so, answer on the show notes, so please don't look at them. Okay, also, I will look up. Also, cool, thanks. Charlie, the second one, don't look at your phone. Okay, good. Cool. I dropped it. Cool. I heard it. First one, right now the Warriors are going for the record to beat 73 wins in a season. Mm-hmm. Right? And we all know who holds that record. Uh, the Bulls. Yes. Yes. Now, 
There are two teams tied for second with 69 wins in this season. That's very true. Who are – just name one of them. Okay. Just name one? Just, you can uh, name gosh, one. I got one. Yeah, I got one too. See, these were easy, smaller questions. I okay. like it though. Um, do we have to name the year? Can I just name the franchise? Year. Oh, shoot. oh man, make, make it a little have, harder. I don't have that in the wheelhouse. I don't have the year. Um, make it a little. I'm gonna harder. write down a number, and I'm gonna hope for the best. Oh, I don't even think that's right. Oh wow. Um. Okay, I have mine. Okay, and before I have we, mine too. Before we say the answers, we're gonna go to the second question. Oh, yep. we're doing both of them yeah. all at once, like a bandaid. <laughs> right now, as of right now. How many followers does the official NBA page have on Twitter? Oh, gosh. Okay. Sorry, Dan. No Twitter for Dan. This yeah. is a... Th- yeah, you, he I'm, couldn't I'm, even look this up if I'm he wanted to. I'm terrible at these questions. Gosh. You know what? Just because of that, now nah, I'm going to stick with this number. It's probably way off, though. Okay. Uh, let's go over the first one. Okay. The first one. Um, The 81 Lakers? And I had the 84 Lakers. I had four and I raced it. Um, both of you got one of the franchises right, but the years were way off. Ah, oh, crap. Well, the Lakers, yeah. the Lakers, it's the Lakers. Did it. yeah, it's, the Lakers. it's later on though. No, Is it? it's not. Is it 71. I said 81. Interesting. I could have oh, swore yeah. the uh, yeah the 80s the uh, 80s Ma- the Magic Johnson teams. Had a 69 win season. I, I thought, thought maybe I'm incorrect. The other one is the Bulls again, going back to backs. Oh right, um, yeah, yeah. We probably should have had that nine, one. Nine, six, nine, seven. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Man. They were good. Question. I'm not even close. On Michael this. Jordan back to boy. Like a book. Yes, Jordan, yes, nine, it's a six, song, Charlie. Nine, we all know. Whoa, that no, was Drake. What is your What is your number? Uh, five point five million. Oh, I said five point one. So that makes it feel a lot better. Uh, 20.9 million boom i win i'm just glad <laughs> i guessed a similar number as you <laughs> 20 million really almost 21 kim kardashian has 39 million that's a lot i don't know why i, know I don't that. know what a lot of followers <laughs> is because do i don't have a twitter followers uh-huh i think so someone that like walks behind someone when they're in the lead <laughs> yeah no like, that's that's like, drafting and like elementary that's, no, 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 like that's where el- you're drafting like, like elementary school gets rid of wind resistance like elementary school they say hey like follow the leader like mm-hmm. and then you walk down the hallway to get to your little specials that's what i was thinking um there is a kanye west song where he says there's the leaders and the followers and then he says some really inappropriate things well pass uh, on that. so i'm not going to go into that one Bad so other bit. end of show games what do we got if it hits, I'm a genius is our game that we love to play where we're coming up with different scenarios for the coming week in the NBA, trying to make our best bold predictions for what will happen in these games. You Last said week, that very boldly. Yes. Bold, bold predictions. Bold. Last week, I thought the Raptors would win all three of their games, and they didn't. Uh, <laughs> it didn't go well. Um, the Raptors lost to the Spurs, and um, I was incorrect. So moving on from me. Dan the man. D'Angelo Russell was going to go for 31 points against the Clippers. Not I quite. was incorrect. Four for 17, 12 points. Not a genius. Now, Dover had the closest one we've had so Very far. Very close. He so said close. In, in Blake Griffin's return, he would get six points, four rebounds, and then miss eight free throws. We kind of talked him off the ledge because he raised at 12, I He believe. said 12, and we yes. pulled him back to eight. Here's the thing. He shouldn't have the free throws in there. He shouldn't have said it because he Blake Griffin, six points. Four rebounds, and then he was two for two from the line. 
Like, I don't know why Dover thought he was going to get to the line that much. Didn't work out for him. Uh, unfortunately, I, I pulled so up the close. stats, though. I was so impressed. I pulled up the stats at the end of the game. I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was so close. He had six points. I didn't even really look at the rest. I just, I just specifically remember you saying he was going to have six points. And I got mm-hmm. so excited that he had six. So I was almost willing to just say, let's give it to him. Let's give him the genius title. Nope. Nope. Can we give him something? I mean, that's, that was oh, impressive. We'll give him a high five later. Can we give him some sort of like, hey, you did well? How about he has the, the tiebreaker? Well, no, I mean like a title, like <laughs> like not a genius, what? but close right. to. Uh, we can sing him the smart guy theme song. He's, He's a, a smart, smart guy. Smart guy. Tia and the Mallory family. Smart guy. There you go. How's yep. that? I Thanks. think that did it. That was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're welcome. Uh, this week, uh, Dan, what yes. have we got? So what I have this week is the Jazz are taking on the Nuggets on Sunday. They are. Rodney Hood, not Ricky Hood, playing very well. <laughs> I ran into Ricky Hood at Graders. Ricky? It was yes. real great. I, was, I, I wanted to talk to him. I haven't spoken to him in eight years. I was like, never mind. We're going to talk to him now. So Anyways, we're going to go Hood. with the NBA's Rodney Hood mm-hmm. and uh, the of the Utah Jazz and Emmanuel Moutier of the Denver Nuggets. Two guys that I have liked watching the second half of this season. I'm going to say both guys score over 25 points in that game on Sunday. I'll take that. I'll yeah. say yes. Yes. All, All right. right. Great. Cool beans. Um, this weekend, the Thunder are taking on the Kings. Russell Westbrook, I think he's going to fight for this triple-double record. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Rajon Rondo is going to take it laying down. I think they get dueling triple doubles in this Whoa. game. Ooh, I like Whoa. it. Both Russ and Rondo triple doubles. That's I like big. it. That's big. I like that. I like it, too. I'm also excited about what's about to happen next. Oh, yeah. And our favorite time of the show. Oh, yes. Dover, what are you going to say to me? This and how upset am I going to be? Bit, bit of a combo one. Mm-hmm. First, the first part of it is that the Warriors are going to lose three of their last four games. What the? I want to swear at you so bad. What's Don't the do it. You? It's a family show. Two three of the four, two yeah. of them are against the Grizzlies. Yes, yes. They have I'm PJ Harrison not playing minutes. I'm saying That's, they're uh, going to lose. To they just signed Jordan Farmar for the rest of the season contract. That actually happened yes. today. They're going to lose their game in Memphis oh, and lose you. both games to the Spurs, but they're going to beat Memphis at home. And since they are going to lose to the Spurs in the last two games, that means the Spurs are going to complete a perfect season uh, at, at home. That is 41 and 0 at home. I hate you a lot. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. I mean, he's the smart sucks. guy right now. So yeah, I'm doing well, if this hits, so. he's a genius. Uh, if the Warriors win by 15, I get to slap you in the face. Which game? Uh, the away game. Away Memphis game. Away Memphis game. I'm going to push it to 20. Okay. The away Memphis game, if they win by 20 points, I get to slap you in the face. And we get Deal. to put the mic right at your face Deal. so everyone can hear the slap. That's oh, going to be wonderful. Deal. Yes. Good thing I hate you. We're, that's going to happen next week. We're not going to be here next Ooh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, scheduling note for next week. We may be on the road. We may be on the road next week. TBD. We're going to figure that out, and we'll tweet out some stuff. Uh, if you want to hear about some of those plans that we have, you can follow us on Twitter at hack a chat, hack underscore uh, underscore chat. Uh, you can also email us any of your questions. If you have a hard opinion on one of these two for questions that we had earlier, you can email us your answer at, at hack a chat cast at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at Cleep3. 
You can find Gyro on Twitter at JTD Park. Dan is not on Twitter. We just talked nope, about that. Not going to happen. He's not doing it. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Tim Pichatelli for making our theme music. You can find him on SoundCloud. You can also find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. That'll help get get some uh, energy behind us. Tell your friends. Wait, tell your neighbors. I'm going to start the show next week by starting talking about Harold Miner. No, no, no. no what the, you told me last week. Harold Miner. We to, yeah, I'm just going to start talking about it because we, we start the show. I, think, I, sh- I, think I saw we, that movie with Antonio Banderas about all the miners, and none of them were named Harold. None of them because we're talking about the NBA's Harold oh Miner. Oh, my gosh. No, not we're, the Chilean we're clearly miners. not. Why not? So I'm trying to get us to do. I changed the notes this week. We, Maybe it was my we fault. We put in a 30 this Rock week, joke for you. You were all fault. upset about the I started the, the show, and I had the thing up there on the top to talk about Harold Miner first, mm. and I had the UNC meltdown. So I apologize to everybody. I apologize yeah, that was to Harold Miner next week. Next uh, week? All right. All right. Next week. Next week. And until then, make sure you travel safe, be good to one another, and ball out. Ball out.